Welcome to the HR Chat Podcast, bringing the best of the HR and talent communities to you. In this HR Chat episode, we consider a software insider's point of view on how to get from concept to commercialization. Listen to as we consider how the pandemic has forced tech vendors vying to get business with enterprise level clients to adapt. My guest this time is Ray Wong, Principal Analyst and Founder at Constellation Research. Ray is a prominent and dynamic keynote speaker, research analyst, futurist and industry commentator working with clients. Ray has been quoted and appeared in media outlets such as The Wall Street Journal, Fox Business, Yahoo Finance, Cheddar, CNBC and Bloomberg. Ray is the co-host and co-founder of the widely watched Disrupt TV, a weekly enterprise tech and leadership webcast. As a leading futurist and authority on business transformation and tech, he's also the author of the popular business strategy and tech blog, A Software Insider's Point of View. Ray has held executive roles at institutions such as Forrester Research, Oracle, PeopleSoft, Deloitte, Ernst & Young and Johns Hopkins Hospital. And he's also the author of the best-selling book, Disrupting Digital Business, published by Harvard Business Review Press. Ray, welcome to the show. Hey, Bill, thanks a lot for having me. So how have you been? Good, good. Thank you. I'm, I'm very excited about getting you on to the HR Chat Show today. And uh, beyond my reintroduction there, I'd, I'd love for you to tell our listeners a bit more about yourself and maybe introduce them to Constellation Research. Well, hey, thanks a lot for having me on the show. As you know, uh, Constellation Research is based here in Silicon Valley. We've been looking at uh, what's been happening with technology and its impact on people, where we work, how we work, when we work, why we work, um, and trying to understand uh, how that changes with technology and automation and AI and where that future goes. Um, myself, I've been an analyst for a really long time, uh, all the way from the days at Forrester uh, in the early 2000s till today, um, and really spending a lot of time trying to understand you know, how businesses are changing, what that means for the workforce, the work environment, and uh, had fun covering HR tech with my colleague Holger Mueller, uh, who a lot of you know as well. So, so thanks a lot for having me on the show, Bill. As you mentioned just there, you've, uh, you've, got, a, you've got a very established and impressive career, Ray, and, and you've spent 20 plus years in management consulting, mergers and acquisitions, product management, marketing, analyst relations, and biz dev in, in the high tech space. What is, what is the period from Q1 of 2020 up to now compared to, to other big moments that you've experienced since you started your career? Yeah, I mean, it's a once in a lifetime, probably once in a generation pandemic. Uh, it's really forced people to reexamine uh, their mission, their purpose, uh, forced them to reevaluate what um, and how they actually serve their customers. It's really helped them think about what work means. Uh, I don't think we've had anything like this in, in our lifetimes to really reevaluate uh, how, how we do things and why we do things. Uh, and that being said, I mean, we've seen where failures of a lot of systems have come into play. Uh, I mean, some people were still trying to figure out how many employees they had, right? Or how many people worked for them. Um, skill sets have changed. Uh, the level of automation has increased. Uh, customers are looking for 
you know, co- you know, companies that have a mission and a purpose, uh, and and those things have become much more important along the way. So I think that rethinking is also changing the way people look at skills. They look at their own skills. They look at what type of jobs and careers they like. They thinking about where they want to live. Uh, that whole equation of living near large urban city centers that are dense uh, is is being fractured around the world. People are thinking about, hey, maybe I can live somewhere else for cheaper and have more room and and be able to spread out. Uh, and that's impacting jobs and job shifts uh, here in the West Coast in California. Uh, Silicon Valley is uh, seeing a massive exodus uh, where people are leaving for other tech hubs like in Austin or in Denver uh, or in Northern Virginia or Raleigh, Durham. Uh, and, and these are places that are starting to emerge as, as new tech hubs. And so there's a migration of talent that's going on. Uh, we see that in uh, Europe as well. People are looking at different locations. I have lots of friends who left London and are now in the countryside. Uh, we see that that's happening as well in uh, France. Germany is different. Germany is more decentralized, as everybody knows. So you can be any one of the cities. You don't need to be living in a mega city. Uh, and then we also see this uh, happening in, in in other areas, in financial centers. I mean, you see people leaving New York for Florida or New York for Atlanta or in Charlotte. Uh, so so we definitely see this uh, across all industries and all regions. In terms of the technology at, at the disposal of managers and HR leaders and then being rolled out to to traditionally desk-based employees, currently working from home employees. What what areas of tech are are being rolled out or upgraded fastest at the moment to help companies perhaps future-proof and protect their processes and their delivery against further crises? Yeah, there are a couple areas. I mean, we saw that with video conferencing, which was something that had to happen. Uh, we also see it with employee experiences. That's an area one of our colleagues, Dion, Dion Hinchcliffe, covers. Uh, Dion's been covering that for a while and uh, really thinking about that level of collaboration and how work moves. Uh, and we're also seeing a further investment that's happening in analytics, automation, AI, uh, and ambient experiences. Those four are areas that we see a lot of investment and it's happening, you know, whether you're in an HR software or project software or collaboration capability, the, you know, the users, uh, the employees, workers are all looking for, you know, ease of use uh, and those capabilities to help them get a lot more done uh, and help them do a lot more with information and analytics and insights. Everybody wants more information so they can deliver next best action. They can speed up decision velocity where possible inside an organization. Uh, Decision velocity is like one of those concepts uh, that's very big for 2021. What it means is humans can make decisions. We can make about a decision or two per second, but for us to get it out of management committee, that's the hard part. It might take weeks, months. Uh, Machines can make a thousand decisions per second. And that's the type of asymmetry we face. It's decision velocity. How can we speed up repetitive decisions so that organizations can move faster, build up execution capacity? And where can we actually apply the human touch? Where does it make sense? And so almost every organization right now is asking these questions across their uh, hired to retire practices to say, and within the processes to say, um, when do we do full intelligent automation? When do we augment the human with them? When do we augment the machine? Sorry. When do we augment the machine with a human uh, where we learn nuances and we understand why exceptions are made or why rules are broken? And then where do we augment the human with the machine so we can make faster decisions? And then which business processes will we keep for human judgment? So what kind of proportions of 
the employees who are who are full time employees pre COVID will will still have a job will not have been augmented almost entirely or in fact replaced say within five years i think it really depends on the type of jobs you're working on if it's highly repetitive uh high volume types of tasks very common type of work uh, that human intervention becomes a liability, such as an error causes a fine or error or causes a compliance issue or an error causes a death, right? Those are going to be things that are going to be massively automated very quickly. Those types of jobs will probably go away. But if it requires creativity and requires people to think outside of the box or it hasn't been modeled in a math problem or an algorithm, those are jobs that are still going to be plentiful, uh, especially where you've got to interpret information and insights where human touch is required. Uh, we already see that. Uh, in the U.S., there's talks about a $15 minimum wage hike. And the reality, you know, whether you like it or not, the data usually shows it this way and take the dogma out of it, is that people will go to more kiosks. They'll go to more automation. You already see that, uh, especially during the boom times when there was a worker shortage. Uh, people moved to kiosks and automation. A, a great way is to visit your normal fast food franchisee. Go to McDonald's, you'll see how much automation there's been over the years from just drinks to cooking to taking an order. Um, that's only going to accelerate. And, and you see that in Western democracies where population demographics are favoring, you know, uh, it's a lessening of the population. There's no replacement population. So, so that's happening on one end. Uh, on the other end, it's dangerous jobs, right? Dangerous jobs where safety and safety requirements are in place. Those areas are also going to be more automated over time with autonomous vehicles, autonomous machinery. Uh, that's that's in that terrain. But guess what? With all that autonomous machinery, someone's got to go fix it. So different kind of jobs do emerge. I'm not sure they're going to be replaced in the same level or the same way. Some of them may require more certification and training for them to be successful. So you're a pretty awesome dude, Ray. And uh, you, you're That's a very nice comment. This is my opener for, for a tough question. No, no, not really. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, uh, you, you do lots of cool things. And one of the cool things that you do is uh, you're, you're co-host and co-founder of the, uh, the popular Disrupt TV, uh, which is a weekly enterprise tech and leadership webcast. Can you, can you tell me a bit about it? And maybe if you'd like, uh, perhaps you could mention a couple of interviews over the last few months that have left an impression on you. Yeah, no, we started Disrupt TV about five years ago. I turned five uh, in February. And what happened was we were really looking for a way to share inside uh, our company, like just external voices, external thoughts, different types of conversations. And then my friend Vala Afshar had joined Salesforce and, you know, was looking to do a podcast with someone and a weekly show. He had done one before in the past. And so he, we decided, okay, let's go do it. Let's go have some fun. Uh, and so we ended up doing that and putting something together. And uh, we've interviewed almost 400 unique guests. We've had, you know, 130 million impressions per month. Um, it were over 200 episodes. Uh, and it's, it's been very exciting. And, and so we get a chance to interview startup founders, uh, leaders, uh, authors, uh, people who are experts in their field, uh, media personalities and, and all that. So, so we have some interesting uh, guests. Um, I'd say over the last year, I mean, we have some 
you know, great folks. We recently interviewed Debjani Ghosh. She's the head of NASCOM, probably one of the most powerful and influential groups uh, in India, putting together, you know, the software and services business. Uh, we had a chance to talk to Scott Anthony recently. He's a disciple of Clay Christensen. He's out in Singapore, uh, part of the you know, innovation Innotech kind of firm. And that was always interesting. Uh, we've had a chance to speak with Dory Clark. Uh, she, she's been very inspirational in terms of, you know, thinking about leadership and, you know, meetings. Uh, we've had talked to like stock analysts like Tasha Keeney at ARK Investments. And that's also very, very cool. Um, we spoke to Tony Utley. He's at Honeywell doing stuff around quantum. We had a healthcare session with Aaron Murray, who's at Dell Medical, Angela Yoakum at uh, – Novos and John Nasta, who's like a healthcare expert. And that was a very, very fun discussion about what's happening next in that space. Um, so, so it's just lots of interesting folks from all different industries, HR tech, CRM, you know, what's happening in quantum and space and cybersecurity and all different areas. But the idea is to have fun, right? Enterprise is not always sexy. It's the idea to make it fun uh, and sexy. Uh, we got like futurists like Don Tapscott that's been on the show, Tom Peters from a business leadership side. Uh, and of course, we've had some politicians. We had like the prime minister of Australia and his wife uh, as well. So that she, she was the mayor of Sydney. So, so that's just why range of fun folks and we've got to get you on the show as well holy smokes you had the the prime minister of australia and his wife on the show <laughs> we oh, did actually so. that's, a, that, that's that's such a, a perfect icing on the cake really isn't it <laughs> <laughs> we can't complain it was kind of fun wow. i mean it's you know you get what a chance to awesome get list. malcolm turnbow and lucy turnbow why not yeah 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 oh wow wow that's that, that's incredible and, and you're also the author of the the, the popular business strategy and and tech blog a software insider's point of view. Tell me a bit about that. Well, that's the follow-up to the original book, Disrupting Digital Business, where we talked about digital transformation and all the things we saw from 2010 to 2015. And what we're seeing now is something different. It's not digital transformation. It's actually a new form of business model and monetization that's happening where we see digital giants emerge. And, and it's going to be published. Uh, it's published by HarperCollins. It'll be released July uh, 2021. And uh, there are a lot of implications for work, work policies, uh, what happens with uh, competing with digital giants, how do you build one, how do you partner, and maybe how you get punished if you don't do any of this stuff. So uh, a little bit of fun there, but uh, you can definitely check it out. And of course, you can find it on my website and blog. Perfect. Well, that just leaves me to say for today, Ray, thank you very much for being a guest on this episode of the HR Chat Show. Oh, Bill, you've been wonderful, a generous host. Thank you so much and uh, continuous success on your show and your podcast. And listeners, as always, until next time, happy working and please do continue to stay safe. Thank you for listening to the HR Chat Podcast, brought to you by the HR Gazette.